All right, guys, welcome back to another episode. And as I mentioned before, I am with a phenomenal woman that you have to meet. Her story resonates with me, and I know it's going to resonate with you as well. Um, she is so phenomenal. Her whole niche is to make sure she protects you, your money, and make your business grow. So the concept here, guys, is grow your business, protect your business, and define your success. So without further delay, the Quosha is here, and I want you guys to meet her. I'm going to let her tell you her story, and we're just going to jump right into it. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hello, listeners, wherever you are and whenever you're doing. I hope you are safe and well. You know what? I, they have been waiting for this episode to drop. I've talked a lot about it. <laughs> okay. oh, oh, gosh, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> so so just to let you know, um, I did have one comment from the uh, subscribers that I have. And it's a mix. Okay. It's a mix of male and female, some entrepreneurs, some inspiring to be entrepreneurs. And they're just excited to know, how did you even, first of all, become a lawyer and then okay. actually take that leap to do your own thing for yourself? Oh, honey, we ain't got that much time on the show, <laughs> but I will do my best to make it short as possible. So um, I've been a lawyer for nearly 10 years now. Um I'm sure your listeners know, but just a really quickly. So you become a lawyer after um, completing a bachelor's degree. That's one of the requirements. After taking a bachelor's degree, you have to take another test called the LSAT. You take that score and then you go shop around, shop around to different law schools who say they want me, they want me. And once they say they want you, you then um, take off on a three year battle. I do call it a battle of training of law theory. And then once you do that, you do another round of six months in the trenches called the bar. Whatever state you want to uh, practice in the United States, you have to take another test called the bar. And then you wait another two and a half months after you do that. So even after you graduate, you will not go right into practicing. It's usually another six, seven month um kind of deal because it takes about three months to study for the test then you wait another nearly two months for your results and then if you're fortunate then you can move on to the next steps so of swearing in and all that stuff um but and so for me that process looked like finishing school uh early uh i was pregnant so my oh, husband wow. and i became pregnant during my last <laughs> uh semester of law school so this is where you working moms, you're single parenting, whether male or female. I'm I'm sharing this so you'll know that it was I didn't have no crystal stare, as they say. <laughs> um, I graduated law school, I was pregnant, and then I had a four week old when I took the bar. My mom was very fortunate enough because I was breastfeeding, brought her to the place where I was. So I can continue to feed because if you're a mom, you know you gotta. They can't be too far away from you for too not long. Or that milk Tight schedule. Just, listen, it was not <laughs> popping off, and I have and I had some issues there. So she had to be close to me because I wasn't producing enough. Like I could produce enough of the day. Like I could never get ahead. No. So anyway, um, took the took the test with a newborn. I tell everybody I could not study. This is God's degree. This is not my degree. God had his hand all up and through this because I could not study, honey. Um, because, you know, if you got a new baby, you already know. I ain't got to go into no details. And then from there, I um, 
I came out of law school already working for a practitioner who was one of the general counsels for Universal and Walt Disney Studios. So I learned intellectual property prior to graduating from him because I met him prior and then it just transitioned from there. But he always wanted me to have a backup plan. He always encouraged me. And that stemmed from also um, caveat, my parents have been in business for themselves since I was 14. My mom's an accountant and my dad is into uh, logistics. He's a trucker. He's an owner-operator, been an owner-operator for nearly 30-plus years now. Wow. So I've been surrounded by small business pretty much all my life. So it's what I sleep, eat, and breathe. I know when cash flow problems, I know when it's coming in great. I, I know when you got employee issues because I had to deal with that as a teenager. But fast-forwarding, my mentor wanted me to always have a backup plan because we came out and things was hot, like it was nice. But one of the key things that I was missing was health benefits. So prior to going to law school, I was a government employee. And so I was already vested and had all the nice things as it comes to healthcare and healthcare because we didn't make no money, but we had great benefits. So on paper, you had the American dream. So they say. Yeah, that's what they, yeah. so they say, but I was in debt <laughs> thing, so. I guess that's American dream too, but anyway, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, uh, I started my law firm fresh off of coming out of law school, but I was also working, but then it came a point where I told y'all about that little person who needed some healthcare benefits and, you know, paying for that out of pocket on your own, it can get a little expensive. So I went back to what I knew and now I was working for the government because as they say, once you're in the clan, it, it ain't hard to get back in. Once you get in, it's easy. But, you know, that first round is a little hard because they don't know you. But, you know, you once they put know your foot you, in the door first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I went back to government work. I did that for about five and a half, six years. And then it became a health issue for me. I then got sick. And they would sit a point where the job was, and my body did not get along. And my body kept saying, oh, oh this is what you think it is? That. So my body gave out. I nearly died had multiple surgeries, and my husband was like, you can't do this anymore. We need to figure something out. And so that's the full circle of how I came back into private practice in the shortest form I could. Well, even though you say in a short story, you that is power. Your story has a lot of power in it. First of all, I've never really heard anyone that has come from such a strong family background. So the fact that your parents were already entrepreneurs, they showed you basically how to get into your entrepreneurship. Yes. And But you worked hard for it. It wasn't anything that was given to you on the civil class. Listen, honey, <laughs> I told you at the beginning, this wasn't no crystal stair. Because no. Because I was in high school being up late. I told you my dad was a trucker. We had people working with us, and that was something they would break down at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., because they were doing them loads, honey. And who was on that? Because this is, I'm dating myself, but you remember them next tail chirp chirp? I sure do. Yes. <laughs> I used to get that next tail chirp chirp, and they're like, hey, we broke out. Hey, tired. Blah, blah, blah. Had to fix it. Um, and then I was a high achieving high school student. So I started taking college courses while I was in high school. Oh, I love it. So you, so you, you throw all of that in the mix, honey. <laughs> so your girl was tired. I look back on some of the stuff I did. And I was just like, girl, you was, cause I had this whole thing in my head. I need to get out of high school. Like I'm just, you were ready. You were ready to start ready. living, being an adult. Yeah. 
I was trying to get that money, honey. Cause you know, once you see some things, you like, oh, it's money out. It's money to be made and I'm trying to get it. And I always tell people, if you have young people in high school, it is money for college. There are opportunities. You just literally have to avail yourself to them. Go talk to your guidance counselor because I, I came out with no undergrad debt, zero. The only debt I have came from getting these letters behind my name, Well, zero. Now that's, that's already accomplishment by itself. First off, the fact that you are really an ambassador for other women um, and, and young girls that want to be a lawyer because your whole story your strength that you had to actually start early. Yeah. Um, you had that dedication in high school. So to start taking some classes to, to really get a leg up um, is just a story that they need to see and know about because it's yeah, I tell everybody, yes, you have to open your mouth and tell people what you want to do. And if you open your mouth, there are opportunities. The Lord will start putting people in your life and opportunities that are there for a reason, whether you're in high school, young adult, middle age adult, growing elder adult, or even if you're a seasoned adult, there are opportunities. You need to open your mouth and say something. And God will, I'm telling you, he'll start shifting the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And he has done it for me. He has done it for others. He'll do it for you. And one thing that I love the money talk that you're talking about, because starting off out of college with less debt or no debt is a is really a task to to accomplish. So the fact oh, that yeah. you're telling people, hey, just ask around, look and maybe go to grant websites, look in different grant writing books. You don't even listen. Resources. I ain't even for no grant. Let me tell you how I did it, baby. Number one, if you are in high school, you got a high schooler. I know in the state of Florida. It's something called dual enrollment, baby. If you tell them people you want to go and get some college courses, the state will pay for you to do that. So wow. you've already got a leg up. And they pay for the gym. books. They will pay for the books. I paid for none of my books while I was in high school. I just had to get there. And you had and to the, ask. And, and I, you had to ask. There is, I'm telling y'all. And then I know... I know when I was growing up, I'm pretty sure they still got it now. They had dual enrollment with the tech school. So let's say you didn't want to do the college route. Go out here and get these trades. Baby, Plum's making more money than me. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen, I know. I had a plumber come to my house for less than 15 minutes to fix something I thought was a major problem. <laughs> Honey, I had to fix it. She was the founder. Sorry about that. That's okay. We'll edit that out. A girl I had a plan with coming to my house. He was in my house less than 10, 15 minutes. I thought it was a major problem. I'm just freaking out. He was like, oh, that's all it is? Do, do, do. That'd be 120. What? Just that quick. You wasn't even in my house 20 minutes. You didn't get $125. Y'all do the math. 15 minutes. $125. Exactly. 15 minutes. Okay. But just how you just said that, a plumber. A lot of people unfortunately may look down on some trades, which like you said, trades are less expensive. There's still, you still can get money to get the trade paid for to have something that you enjoy. So the key is if you want that trade and that's you, it's yep. still an avenue to make some money. Oh yes, honey. And if you smart, you will get that school and paid for by the state or county or school board where you live in. 
because there is money to be like spent that. on these. The federal government, state governments give out money. They have to spend it. So why won't you take advantage of it while you can? Mm-hmm. Do not waste these opportunities, honey. If I could go back and do some things over, even though I came out with no debt, I still would make some changes. Yes, yes. So I, I, I think people, oh, well, my parents don't have no money and this and that, and or your parents had a business. Baby, my parents had a business and we still was eating Vienna sausages and ramen noodles. Okay? So it's I not about what you, the perception is not. not the perception. It's really not. It's really not. And I know all about that. You know, we had to, uh, my parents, my dad, he grew up with fields um, and clearing fields. My mom walking to school, lived on the farm, killing hogs. They always have to tell us about the walking to school in the snow. Well, in Florida, we don't have snow, but in Ohio, guys, that was the story. Every parent has to tell you how they walked. (laughs) Yes, because I got family in Lima. I got family up there, so I know all about that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, when you hear my story and you say, oh, well, you had parents and you had this parent or that parent, we all had our struggles. We all had our cards dealt to us. It's how you play your hand. Exactly. Same way you sit down at that card table and play spades, bit whiz, whatever it is your game. You got to know how to play the hand and don't sit down mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're doing. And I like that because when you, when you talk about playing the hand that you're dealt the right way, play what you got, mm-hmm. that means making a plan. That means actually putting something on paper, having an ideal of what you want to do. And I try to tell a lot of the, the listeners out there, entrepreneurship's not for everyone. But if you are you desiring sure? to be an entrepreneur or one day thinking of it, you need to have a plan, an interplan, how you're entering your entrepreneurship, how you exit, and oh, really yes. how you're going to grow that business and protect it. I'm so glad you said that. I am so glad that you said you have to have an exit plan because so many entrepreneurs come into business with this idea of, well, I just want to make some money. How much money do you want to make? Well, I, I just want to have my time. What do you want to do? What does how much time look like for you? Is it you want to gain back five hours of your week, 10 hours of your week, 20 hours of your week? How much you want to work? Do you not want to work at all? Because if you're one of those people who just don't want to work and you want to have things come to you, then you know what that means? You need systems. Mm-hmm. You need systems. Because without systems, you are creating a job. You're not creating a business. You're creating a job. I hate to be the one to tell you that. But it's true. Just because you know how to do a particular skill or job does not mean that you'll be great at business. You have to learn how to operate a business. I don't care if you're a hairdresser, you make t-shirts, you out here hustling water on the side of the road. It, business is business. You have to know how to make the strategy and implement the strategy because there's difference between having a strategy and implementing. And everybody is not good at those two things you either are good at having the quote-unquote grant bird's eye looking at the big old thing or you know how to get in the trenches and make some stuff happen so if you know that those aren't necessarily your skill sets vice versa then you need to align yourself with individuals who lack who who have what you lack and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that but you need to be smart when you enter into partnership it's the same thing when, you know, not to get too biblical, but when you are meeting a partner, they say equally yoked, right? Mm-hmm. It's good to be equally yoked and, and, and come from the same mindset or, or have similar ideals or wants and desires, right? 
The same thing happens in your business. You can't go out here and be in partnership with everybody because everybody ain't for you. Everybody don't have the same skills that you have. So you have to be, as they say, have to discern it. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to analyze where a person is, where they came from, and not just give you a pipe service, but what are they really and honestly, truly doing? Because I have this video on YouTube. Um, it's called, Should I Go Into Business With My Friends or Should I Go oh, Into Business a good, With My Oh, that's a good topic. <laughs> and it, it, and it, I see it every day. I see it every day. Ooh, honey. The war stories I wish I could stay, share with y'all. But it's one of those things where if I won't trust this person with my social security number, why would I go into business with them? If I won't give them my debit card right now, I can't go in business with you. That's I, a good I don't way to trust look at you. It. Right. I don't trust you because going into business is like going into a marriage. Mm-hmm. You have to have all cards on the table face up. You got to put so it all true. out there. Because it's going to come out. If you late on time, if you got a timing issue, it's going to come out. If you got an overspending issue, it's going to come out. If you a hothead, it's going to come out. If you don't have patience, it's going to come out. If you overpromise and underdeliver, it's going to come out. I like that. It's going to come all the way out. So when you enter into this land of entrepreneurship, you got to get your mind right. You got to know where you lack. And where you excel and you got to play the cards that you've been dealt because everybody is not meant to be in business. You may have a great idea. Go sell it. That don't mean you got to be the one to do it. Right. You, you, you horrible at finances and we know you horrible at finances because everybody got their story with finances. Everybody's either, you either have a person where you have overabundance or you have no abundance. Your harvest ain't coming in because you ain't planted the right seeds. You ain't watered it the right way. So either way it goes, you got to till the ground that you got and plant what you need to plant. Whether that's, Lord, give me the strength of time management. Lord, give me some patience. Lord, guide me someone who can help me in this. Give me a resource that can teach me how to do this. I tell you, closed mouths don't get fed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean... You hit it right on there. It, I mean, there's so many popular proverbs that we could pick, like you said, from the Bible and just in general. It's just in general. You have to cultivate what you're trying to grow, period. That's it. And, and I love how you pointed that out because I think sometimes as new entrepreneurs, the mistake can be made that I feel comfortable with this person. They know me. I know them. They have a skill set. Mm-hmm. I have a skill set. But they forget to protect yourself sometimes by just simply even doing a contract. Okay, honey, yes. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> now, in, in my line of field as a business lawyer, I always stress to my clients, especially if they come to me and say, hey, Nikosha, we're going to do a partnership and we want to do X, Y, and Z. Well, number one, I need to know who's going to be 51 and who's going to be 49. Because both of y'all can't be 50-50. We are 50-50. No, you're not. No, you're mm-hmm. not. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Because not only are you not 50-50, but one of you is doing more than the other. Number two, in the event of a conflict and both of y'all don't agree, y'all business at a standstill. The business is going nowhere unless you meet with a person like me or another person who can guide you on how to structure your operating agreement you if go. you're limited liability or your bylaws if you're a corporation. You got to know how to structure things mm-hmm. because I'm not thinking about how it's good and rosy right now. As a lawyer, I'm thinking about in the event that it's not. 
Mm-hmm. In the event that y'all fall out, in the event that you got a bank account and both y'all names on it and that person go out and take all the money out and then you're going to come crying to me because guess what? Their name was on the account. The bank said they name on the account because you didn't put provisions in place to block mm-hmm. a withdrawal. You didn't put the requirements that both signatures have to sign off on any withdrawal. You you got a bank account that came with a debit card. There you go. Just having the right checks. Hmm. Oh, okay. But you don't need a business lawyer. You got this, they say. See, I always <laughs> tell people, it's better to be proactive than reactive. I love that. Because okay. when you are reactive, it's going to cost you more. Every time. Whether it's in business, now, Nicole, your life. You got to say that one more time. I don't think they heard you. You have to oh, what? Honey, you got to be <laughs> proactive instead of reactive. Because being reactive will always cost more. And everybody be like, well, this person said a lawyer costs this and this and that. At, go back in your memory bank and think about where they were in the timeline. Did this person be proactive or was this person being reactive? Because remember, I just told you, anytime that you're being reactive, it's always going to cost you more. So they may be telling you their horror story because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Now, Nikush, you're listening to this for a reason. Mm-hmm. You got to this far in the show for a reason. Because this is your time. This is your service. This is your signal. This is your sign. (laughs) Miracles and wonders. That you need to sit down and analyze where you are before you take any more steps. Before you go and consult and give this person this or that. Sit down with a lawyer. It don't even have to be me. I would rather it be me. But it don't even have to be me. Go with a trusted advisor and hear what they say once you share your story. Because more likely than not, they'll give you some sound advice that you wouldn't think about. Mm-hmm. And, and what you just said, too, just guys thinking of being proactive. If you're thinking of going in the direction of entrepreneurship or you're already an entrepreneurship, you're wondering, well, how how is this going to save me money? Even setting up your business, if you mm-hmm. really should be an LLC or S Corp or something like that, you need a business lawyer to direct you with the right entity to choose. All these things are important. Very much so. And I just want the cat, the world to know, if you don't hit, remember nothing else I say, honey, an entity election is not an S-Corp. An S-Corp is a tax election that you send off to the IRS. Thank you. I always want people to realize that you, that is not an entity. Oh, I'm an S-Corp. That's how you're getting taxed, baby. But what are you? Are you a limited liability? Are you a corporation? Are you, what are you? And an S-Corp is just a tax election. And if you don't remember anything, remember who you sent the form to. Did you send it to your state or did you send it to the federal government IRS? Because if you sent it to the IRS, that's a tax thing. That's not the entity selection. When you do your annual renewal, that's an entity thing. That's not the tax thing. So when you enter the business, you got to know who you dealing with? What building you going to? Where you sending your paperwork? Don't not be out here blind and paying folks to do stuff for you and don't have knowledge on what is actually happening. So many people enter business and they get these trusted advisors and they put all they trust in these trusted advisors mm-hmm. and they they don't know. I didn't say you can get a trusted advisor. I said you need to have a, a little some working knowledge on how this stuff works because people will take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't out here 
praying to the God that I'm praying to or the God you praying to or knowing that I'm trying to get Peter to call my name. So when I say I, I, it ain't worth it to me. And number one, I paid too much money for this law degree to be wasting it on you the little bit that I could probably <laughs> take from you. I'm trust it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it to me. No ma'am, no ham, no burger. Mm -mm. I like my lettuce. <laughs> S Y -er. Thank you. But another important thing, as you just mentioned, like you said, even if they don't want to take those steps, you, you have to start somewhere, right? You do. Um, and without protection, your business is really unprotected. They're oh, it's a, yeah, you're, you're exposed. You're out here. It's sort of like your house or your car, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to leave your house unlocked for anybody to come in and out? Are you going to leave your car door in and out for anybody to just come and do whatever they want with your mm -hmm. belongings? The same principle applies with your business. You don't want the front door of your business just wide open, right? Just swinging. You know how to look. You ever go to somebody's house and they screen door or whatever yes. is on the hinge. And the wind. And it's just, listen, honey. And you close it and they make that little sound. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's how it is when you ain't protecting your business. And what does protection look like? There are protection tools. And it's sort of, it, it follows this very framework. Create, protect, then you share. Let me repeat. You create you protect, then you share. The protection tools that I push out here as a pusher man are contracts, trademarks, and copyrights. Mm. Those are my tools. Those, the, those are the way that I help business owners protect their things. With trademarks, we're protecting your brand. We're protecting the source identifier. With copyrights, we're protecting something that you put in a fixed medium, like a book song lyrics, a painting, something that's attached to something. So the only way that I'll ever be able to review it is in that medium. That's why it says permanently attached. And then with contracts, our goal is to put it all on the line, put it all out there. So that way, if there's any confusion, we go back to that document. We go back to the source of what the original agreement was between two or more people. Okay, those are the protection tools. Remember, create, protect, then we share. So many of us are creating and then going out and sharing. And then when someone realizes that you didn't do what? Protect, they go and beat you to it. Because so many of us have a false ideal that I created it first, it's mine. Well, I'm sorry, I did not to be the one to bust your little bubble, but it's the first to protect, not the first to fight. So guys, anybody out there right now that maybe you're making courses, maybe you're making um, paint, artwork, anything, and is you're getting revenue from it. Someone could be actually stocking what you're doing and yep. go in and put in that trademark and then we'll have the rights to everything afterwards. Yes, because then you are being in a reactive state because the law says that there is a presumption of ownership mm -hmm. that unless we're budded, is going to go to the first filer. So then you're in what? Reactive mode. And guess what? You're going to spend some more money. Had you just go ahead and made that initial investment, you wouldn't be in this problem. That's neither here nor there. And I know it's a lack of education, but Google is free. You can get consultations for a fraction of the cost. There are free um, educational series. I have stuff on YouTube. I have stuff on my website. You may know somebody who knows somebody. I'm telling you, if you get yourself in the right circles, you will get the education you need. If you tell me, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, I'm going to look at your circle. Mm -hmm. 
And I tell you what, guys, I hope you're listening because I know I sure am. I do not want my screen door wide screen just blowing in the wind. I want to make blowing sure my business is protected. Um, I've taken these steps. This is something that if you're thinking about it, you need to write it down, make a plan, know the cost. Because again, we're telling you, if you don't know the cost of getting your trademark, getting your copyright, all these things up front, you can pay more. So you're not making yep. more money. It's all about saving money and making more money in the long run, protecting yourself now so that your income is protected in the long run. Most definitely. You want to make smart choices and decisions for the foundation of your business. These are the building blocks. These are the finance. These are the founding things you need to mm -hmm. do in order to secure the legacy that we all keep saying it's everywhere. I want a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. Same principles apply. You need to implement a plan and then start taking the first step towards it. So you don't know what you don't know, and that's fine. That's okay. But you need to set out an action plan to go find out. And then once you get on the action plan, I'm telling you, just like I said in the beginning, things will start happening. Things will start shifting if you do what you're supposed to do. And the things that you're talking about that will start happening and shifting, this the start and guys i'm just putting it out there because like like i said she's fair the this her firm is basically where you need to go to as a legal store is to go to one source so everything that you need to ensure your business is protected everything that you need to start that planning process is if this is something that you're thinking of taking a venture into you need to be checking out anderson law firm this this is important information. So I'm going to definitely drop the link, um, drop any information that she passes on so that you guys can check it out. Um, protect your money, protect your legacy, protect yourself. And I was going to also ask you when you were telling us and sharing your story, another thing that really stuck out to me was how your vision for your legacy was. You, here you are having a young child still trying to take all these leaps and and, make, and breaking down barriers, basically. Because um, I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure it wasn't easy, um, first of oh, all. Oh, no, it's, it's still not easy. <laughs> I don't think people, when they talk about supporting black business, understand that less than 5% of the attorneys in the United States of America are African-American or identify as black. Less than 5%. It's only 5 It's 5% 5 of us. And we are, of course, on the grind to get that number higher. But when you think about supporting black business, make sure that the professionals in your life match that mantra as well. Because there are, um, I know some other practitioners who are like me, who are very genuine and supportive of us because we have learned some things, we know some things, and we know how to make that work for us in a way that some people may not have your best interest at heart. And if you can read between the lines, you know exactly what I'm saying. And, and you understand that everybody that may look like us don't always have our best interest at heart. I'm not saying because they that, but you got to have the discernment to know who and what. And I went into an area of law that affords me the ability to service people outside of my home state. So I can service people throughout the United States because of the area of practice intellectual property is federal law. So whether or not you're in Georgia, California, Wyoming, Illinois, it don't matter, I can help you. So that's one of the things I set out to do. I have a bigger mission. I want to help at least 100 
entrepreneurs a year in some form of a protection tool. Well, I've broken that down to 25 per quarter. Okay, <laughs> I got a goal. I want y'all to help me reach my goal. And whether that's you want to do all the protection tools or just get started with one, you'll still help me and I'll help you. So let's help each other. And let me ask you, what's the easiest way um, as we're talking about, because guys, remember, this is protecting the money that you can make in your business to make sure it stays yeah. your money. So what's the easiest way that they can go about just getting their foot in the door, starting to make sure that they, they understand in full a, a trademark and how to, the, qualify, the qualifications that a lawyer should have and things of that nature? So uh, I know with intellectual property, it's a very nuanced area of law. And it's not just filing the trademark. You want to be able to ask the person how many office actions have they dealt with? Well, what are they their typical success rate with that? Have they ever had to defend? Um, I know for me, um, my experience goes beyond the borders of the United States. I've had a client um, that I had to assist get a quarter million settlement because of some trademark infringement overseas. But it was because of the steps we took prior to that afforded us the tools in our toolbox to reach in and pull out, all right? <laughs> As Vicky said, we had to kick in the door, wave in the full fold. <laughs> all they heard was Papa don't hurt me no. So it was one and of those. And they definitely got their money back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Amen, glory to God. Uh, but I'm saying it was because of the steps that we took prior to. It was the advice that they listened to prior to that gave us the strength, the leg, if you would have me in that argument, in that dispute with those other people. But it's, it's a lot harder to do if people don't have the right tools in the toolbox because it's sort of like putting on the armor. You need to have the right armor in order to know how to win the battle. Hmm. If you, a lot of y'all are out here exposed, you don't have the right armor because it's a lack of education. But this is your wake up call. This is your time to go out here and get it. So um, I have resources on my website. I have YouTube videos. I'm coming up with an intensive workshop. So make sure you follow me on Instagram. I'm not sure when you're listening to this. It could have already happened, but I'm sure that replay will be available somewhere. Um, I do have another uh, resource that I can um, send to you if you hit me up in the DM and you say, hey, Nikosha, I just want to learn some basics about trademark. Baby, I got a 30-minute video. There you go. And I will send it to you for free 99 as of right now. It may change, but if you tell me you heard <laughs> on this podcast, I may let you have it. But it's one of those things where it's better for me to just give out so much value because if even if you don't use me as a practitioner, at least I know I planted a seed and I know that I you're going to water it some way. You, you may not go with me, but you'd be like, hey, I heard this dope girl on this podcast. She sounded real cool. I understood what she was saying. Let me go with her. Let me go her information. Right? Exactly. And, and another thing I wanted to mention to the listeners, um, we talked a little bit about some of the entities, the structures, and you separated that from how you can file your taxes because some of it can be confusing. It's very it confusing. Is this the best time for entrepreneurs to reevaluate their entities and, and probably seek some of your services since it's the beginning of the year? Well, yes. And then I will also have them do so in partnership with whatever their accounting professional is because you want to make certain type of elections based upon what type of um, projected bracket you may be in because there are some type 
of benefits that you can take advantage of. Now, we may be talking a little bit outside the scope of what I know. So then I will refer you to either my mother, who's an accountant, or your trusted uh, tax or accounting professional. But yes, we can make some changes based upon what you tell me your end goal is. If you tell me, hey, Nicosia, I want to go public. If you tell me, hey, Nicosia, I want to sell for this rate and this type of percentage, or I want this type of royalty and blah, blah, blah. There are certain entities that are more aligned for that type of business structure than others. So this is where having that trusted advisor will come in to guide you which way to go. I know most people say we'll do a limited liability company, yet they're easier to manage because they don't have a lot of the written requirements or manage internal managing requirements that a, a corporation may have with having a board and having so many meetings and documenting. But you need to make sure your documents are in place, whether you're a limited liability company or a corporation, or ir, as they say, irregardless. Something and has to, to be in place. <laughs> something has to be in place. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And for all of my, I know guys, and I'm looking at some of the questions that came in throughout the week. We have a lot of uh, branding coaches and uh, just coaches in general that do one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. services. And so contracts is a big deal. Um, oh, it's a must. <laughs> it's a must. Charge back anybody. Refund anybody. Didn't do the course, but I want my money back. Anybody. Yes. And you know, as they say, you throw a rock at a pack of dogs. And when they holler, the one you hit. And I didn't hit somebody. <laughs> So they need to definitely seek you for this information, guys. I'm putting that out there. I see your messages. You need a contract. You cannot. Well, you is you don't want to put yourself in a position doing one-on-one -on -one services without having the spelled out language of what services you're providing, so that you have a basic understanding. What they know, what they are getting from you as a coach, and you know what the expectations are basically level. Everyone's on the same page. So the contract yes. is making sure you're on the same page. Exactly. Exactly. Most definitely. I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and and everything is reasonable. Again, you need to invest in yourself and your business now so you save and grow your money in the long run. Exactly. The investments you make now will definitely pay off in the end mm -hmm. because I've known businesses who may not have had the best financials at the time of selling, but because that brand that they built and protected, it put them on a leg up because the brand was more valuable than what the sales were at the time. So again, protection tools are where it's at because those are currency in your business. Trademarks are currency. You can sell off a brand and get some luxury income. You can have a licensing agreement with a brand. You can do all types of things so long as you secure the ownership. I equate it to owning a home, right? You don't want someone to just come in and take your home. You have to secure it with a deed. The same thing applies with your business. You have to secure it in some form. I love it. Well said. I'm looking through everything. So I think that's really all the questions that came in that I answered. Um, okay. But I'm well, just, you I, know, I'm... Say that one more time. I said, that's amazing. I'm glad I was able to answer some questions. But if somebody comes after and they have some questions, they certainly can find me on Instagram. My um, IG name is Esquire. So that's E-S-Q-U-I-R-E, -E, the number 44. Four. So you can find me there. Any other avenues that they can find you, I'm going to drop the link, guys. 
Yes, you can go to my website, AndersonLawFLForFlorida.com. So again, that's Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-L-A-W-F-L.com. And you can click a book a call. It's a button at the top of the page, at the bottom of the page, throughout the page, wherever. And you can book a session with me. Or if you want to get some more resources, you can go to YouTube and search The Business Lawyer Said. I will come up. I have about 20 or so videos um, available free, free 99, giving me answering questions because <laughs> I just, I, I better to be of service because it comes back tenfold. I like that. So guys, you heard it here first. Definitely check out the website. Look at all these resources we talked about. The bottom line is Anderson Law Firm is here to help you get your business knowledge and protection resources and solutions. And your time is now. She's giving you the signal, so it's time for you to thrive. So until next time, guys.